Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gotta pay these bills. Shit in the field is real. We some bustin' niggas with license to kill. If you ain't done, you better chill. We not choking niggas. Shit we say is real. Paper chasing is how we live. We some hungry niggas. This is not fancy equipment, dog. This is like whatever I had left over from college, Christmas gifts, and just. <laughs> <laughs> a little low-end Amazon shit on the low, dog. <laughs> oh my god, man! I, I'm sorry when uh, I wanted you on the show after we had chopped it up on, in in the group, mm. um, Paisley's group or what have you and everything. And I took a look at uh, your show here and there. I was like, it's nice to have another brother in the space, man, because it I seemed can. like it ain't a lot of brothers doing what we do on the podcast side. And and I call our genre the porn podcast <laughs> because, because because I mean it, because we mainly talk to a lot of adult film stars, right. you know, for the most part, you know, even though we do talk to other people, but I'm pretty sure like because you say it yourself, it was like when you start talking to the adult film stars, that's when the attention started. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, I mean, for I- me, it did. Yeah, but you see, you come from that world. You know, you're a retired adult film star yourself. Me, I don't. I come from, you know, music journalism. I come from hip-hop. I come from stand-up comedy. And I was kind of podcasting for yeah. years, not taking it seriously. But, I, you know, I you know, I think I'm off to a good start. But I don't think that boom with the fitness protection program has quite mm-hmm. struck yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful for the uh, blessings I've received with this so far. So... Yeah, man, and like you said, yeah. bro, another brother in this space, man. Always, that's that's what I'm all oh, yeah. about. Yeah, because you know? because to me, it's kind of like because even for me being in it for the year and a half that I have, it's like when I see like the list of podcasts that talk about sexuality, um, that deal with you know talking to adult film stars and shit like that. It's mostly white folk, you know, white women 
or men or what have you. And um, like, except for um, next stage, what was next to stage one? <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to my girl Pixie and and and, and her host. You know, he's black, the co-host. But um, it's like to me, part of the reason why I even started the podcast was to tell these ladies stories because you don't. Because when you see documentaries about a porn, it's more about Hollywood and the mainstream, not the mid-level, the girls that do it themselves. The D, the D, the, the DYI porn stars, as, as I like to call them. True. I mean, just like mainstream film, you know, there's so many genres to adult content. There's so many different lanes, different niches for everybody. So, you know, I'm just happy, you know, to create community. I knew previously, if uh, I'll give you a little quick rundown of my background you know previously I um the year I graduated from Hampton University was when I started my music blog Palm pretty awesome lit music so just always being into underground hip-hop and indie music and you know knowing about artists uh before they really popped off you know writing a lot and interviewing a lot of those cats like people on SoundCloud and whatnot um just you know built up my following and you know from there, I mean, I think I did my first uh, porn star interview in 2017. Um, and then, yeah, just over the years, it was always kind of like hip hop that led me to the porn stars kind of mm -hmm. indirectly, <laughs> whether they did music themselves or they were in a music video with somebody or they just posted, you know, a, like Julie Ginger posted a gif of a dude named P.O.S. in her yeah. butt crack. So and then I ran into <laughs> Monique Leslie at a festival out here yeah. called Once Upon a Time in L.A back in December, um, just in passing. I didn't even say anything to her because I was on the phone uh, trying to link up with my boy to watch Too Short. But, yeah, man, it was always, you know, I come from music journalism. You know, that's a lot of where my heart is. So, yeah, here I am. Well, shit, we're going to get into all that because I got to do these particulars real quick. Oh, yeah, please. And uh, we're going to get into it. Yeah, let me so, just grab my ashtray really quick. Oh, well, go ahead and grab your ashtray while I talk to the peoples, my brother, while I talk to the peoples. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get yourself a profile today. I'm your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Point Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash Point Rap Star. Let me tell you about three wonderful sponsors that we got, the first one being the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine on the web, eroticismmagazine.com. Go to today and get yourself a subscription. And last but not least, but also Black-owned. For you content creators, we're talking about 90% profit. You ain't got to worry about hashtag issues. And they even offer healthcare. And they give you hands-on when it comes to any issues that you have. And for you consumers, a new place for you to consume, Triple X content. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy from over 500 Black-owned retail shops and boutiques. Also, find me on fullswapradio.com. Every Monday through Friday morning, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you get to listen to me 
chop it up with some of the hottest ladies in the business. And also check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app on their SGP radio and try to say that five times fast. So I'm going to shut up and let this man who who I enjoy his podcast and he enjoyed talking to thick, big booty women like I do <laughs> introduce himself. Yes. Yes. Another man of taste. Thank you for having me. What's up y'all. Uh, name's Dylan Fleming. Some of y'all might know me as Palm. Uh, I'm the founder of thickness protection program. You can call me thickness pro. I'm still Jesus of SoundCloud. I'm still black Tom Anderson and your favorite rapper still owes me money. <laughs> Let's smoke this over. Mr. Bobby Lucas. Thank you for you- Inviting me, Ark. I appreciate no you. No doubt. It's a pleasure because, I mean, please tell you, I love chopping up with fellow podcasters because it's no different in the porn game. You got to collab with other porn stars. So why wouldn't you collab with other podcasters? You got know, it, bro. Both, you know what I'm saying? We both got bases and stuff like that. I'm introducing you to mine and you introduce me to yours. It's yeah. only fair. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's enough out there for everybody. Podcasting, porn, three Ps, man. So pushing P. You know, I always kind of looked at, like, when I would interview these porn stars who would do scenes together, um, I always kind of looked at it just like I would look at, you know, hip-hop or music as, you know, people Mm -hmm. get on on different songs. You know, Mm -hmm. so-and-so got a song with so-and-so. And and I even slipped sometimes and say song instead of scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because each of the point that, to be honest with you, so many of the male talents that I've talked to actually did music. I have done music myself. Right. So, <laughs> you know, and honestly, the game is no different. You know, actually, anything to do with entertainment, the blueprint is the same, it's just a different product. Oh, you are so and right, now. You. you know, period. Because even to the point, like the same techniques that I use for promoting my point, I have used for my podcast, you know, period. So it's kind of like, to me, um, like part of the reason why I even started this podcast was to give people kind of like the the insides of what porn really is. Just like we know when it comes to music, what the inside of music really is, you know, period. So until I'm talking to another music dude, so people we will be getting into music. You know that was coming. I'm excited. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like, so let's go back, right? What got you into can, can you, you you spoke on it uh, briefly what brought you into podcasting um because like i said yeah i know it was a new medium plus like i said you was coming from the journalism world of music so you know period what made you decide to roll into podcasting what was it about podcasting that interests you what was it about podcasting that interests me honestly when you get a small liberal arts education shout out to you know the illustrious hampton you my alumni um my alma mater yeah, you 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 lucky dog you because the women in hampton is a wonderful thing my brother because i had a homeboy that went to hampton Jesus. oh yeah right right Jesus. we're just just a couple hours north of north kakilaki so i'm sure you've probably been up there and you know felt what it was like by the sea for yourself but uh Yeah. Where were we? What was it about podcasting, man? I've just done multimedia journalism in all different forms, whether that was, you know, in in college writing for the Hampton script, which was the campus newspaper to uh, volunteering at the TV station. Uh, Last year, I spent uh, five months working for the Citizen app as a street team reporter. So it was just kind of a natural step, man. I've worked in radio, too, like um, and been a music blogger for years. So 
uh me just being a fan of podcasts like ever since high school just it, it was kind of only right you know and uh all these different hip-hop podcasts plus you out there on the west coast exactly it's like you know <laughs> yeah you got to be doing something so i i feel like i've kind of dabbled in every lane from you know right now i'm working at a couple tv stations out here in la um like i said you know radio and then i always had my own you know foundation as palm on the internet so it was just kind of like next thing so it was like when um when like when you started interviewing the the porn stars like what's some of the things because it's kind of like we have our illusion of what the porn stars are yeah even before i even got in the business I, i you know Trust me, my mind was blown when I saw the real. So we're like, what's some of the things that when you talk to them, um, kind of like, oh damn, I ain't think of that, or for real, damn, I ain't realize that. You get what I'm saying? Well, the biggest eye opener to me is one of the questions I like to ask is, what is the biggest misconception of a porn star? And I think I'm starting to find that I'm just kind of surprised about how many of these women have college degrees and own multiple businesses. You know, you, you watch documentaries like hot chicks wanted and you think, you know, the stereotype is like, Oh, you're runaways, you're abused and you do drugs. And now here you are. Mm -hmm. And while you definitely have that in the industry, you also have, you know, everybody has a different story to tell. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I, I learned something new every time I, interview a any type of guest so i've learned an incredible amount in just these few months that i've been doing thickness protection program yeah because it's kind of like one of the things i think especially when the only fans boom happened mm-hmm. is that you had a lot of people one they already considered points easy because we because people was fucking on camera <laughs> and <laughs> i mean it's it's, it's kind of like you, you because even the, even the average dude that look at a porn might say, man, I could do better than him. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like they're already walking into it thinking that it's easy. They don't understand the work aspect behind it. And these women can't be dummies because they have to not only keep up with the content, but also keep up with the numbers. You know, right. period. And, you know, um, I've learned about so much about how a man or a woman get into this industry. I learned about the whole concept of content trade, content parties, mm-hmm. um, making solo content for like, you know, your only fans, your clips for sale, mini vids. And, you know, I don't know if I private platforms is the word, but I've learned about like, you know, self-releasing and then do- shooting with the studio. So, you know, I'm always interested in learning like what the guests, you know, prefers, whether it's to shoot with a studio or to, shoot it by themselves but i feel like shooting with a studio is kind of kind of dope because it'll give them like a larger fan base it's kind of like you know a major record label versus you know putting shit out independently independently yeah yeah because it's it, because one they have the broader audience to begin with and yeah. the high production you know period it's like that's what i say it's it's you can mirror image music and porn like it ain't nothing Right. You know, period. Because even to the point, like when I look at it, I broke it down to somebody. I said back in the day when they had DVDs, DVDs is porn versus CDs. Um, a scene is a single. Your 
your album is your membership site or your DVD. You know, period. There wasn't such thing as you can go platinum with a DVD. You know, period. So it's that's why so many motherfuckers that didn't make it big time in music end up doing porn because it's like, especially male talent, because when they see the game, they're like, well, damn, it's kind of the same. Yeah, I think DJ Yellow from NWA dabbled in porn business as well. I'm trying to think who else, you know, did something, you know, I don't know if it was like on the male talent side. Themselves, I know, I know, but... uh, I know Casanova did his little OnlyFans thing, but and then Brian Pumper tried to cross right. over, but we, we know how that went. Right. And then and there's Lil G. He's, you know, a young yeah. cat. He's rapping right now. Yeah. And Pinky, and Pinky had Pinky, a, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pinky, she had an album. Actually, was pretty good. Oh, dope. I got to check that out. Is it on yeah, Spotify? She, 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 has some, she has some lines now. It's, so, it, it might be, if, if it's not on Spotify, it should be on the website. It's that Bay Area it shit. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so. no, one, one more point about, you know, the music and the adult content game just from a journalist level is, you know, you look at DJ Vlad, some of his hottest interviews are like with Sarah J and Phoenix Marie yeah. with porn stars that you look at Adam 22 from no jumper. He's got he, like, he's a male talent himself, him and his fiance Lena shoot together. They got their whole plug talk brand now where they're, they'll interview the chick and then they'll shoot a scene with her right after. Um, so I, as you notice, there is no black face in this space. amen because okay then because i remember a girl put out a tweet and she said she wished there was more podcasts that didn't use sex workers as shock value and um to ask you you know period it's easy for a podcaster to slip into shock value type shit yeah Um, how do you kind of like when you did your podcast, you start working with the the ladies, how did you kind of, you know, fashion your brand to where it's, it's not shock jock and it's giving the representation of these ladies the way it supposed to be done. You know what? One could be calling my bluff because originally I was kind of into the shock value of having them on there. You know, mm-hmm. the novelty of having them on there. Because you think about it, when I come from a, a underground hip-hop fan base, and mm-hmm. I come from, you know, a SoundCloud kids fan base, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- those were the rare occasions. And I always, I thought in the beginning, like, you know, thickness protection program would be like Palm's Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Like, this mm-hmm. would this was a, like in the one with Chanel Barbie and Mo- Monique Leslie, the first one I did in person. Call it like, you know, uh, this is a special edition of Palmcast. But I believe it takes on more of a life of its own when we really get into like the meat and potatoes past the entertainment level. Talking about mm-hmm. the mental health aspects of it, the mm-hmm. sexual health aspects of it, mm-hmm. the business of adult entertainment. So there's a greater conversation to be had than just like, ooh, look at me talking to a porn star. Yeah. yeah, because it, it was like it was one podcast that I shall not name. Yeah, <laughs> I shall not name them. They 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 had OnlyFans on there, girls on there, mm-hmm. and it's like to me if there's certain questions you're gonna ask a female, you want a female that's knowledgeable in it. 
because then you just make her look stupid and you make your, your show look stupid. So right. it was like, you asked them about investing. You asked them about this. You asked them about starting their own business. These girls ain't even seeing past tomorrow. They, they're more concerned about buying a burping bag. You have some girls that sit there have a whole goddamn uh, apartment with no furniture in the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's super fat dub that, you know, it is, it, it, it is what it is. Because not every girl is business-oriented they get into this. Well, to each his own, but I feel like anytime a guest comes on my show, whether you're a, you know, a, a gangster rapper or a banging ass porn star, I feel yeah. like it's like I try to ask some questions to get them to open up and be on my level. So I kind of encourage letting my nerd flag fly. Just like if we end up talking about video games and we go off on a tangent about, you know, what's your favorite fighting game? Hey, I welcome that because I feel like I want to have a arena that, you know, I keep it fun and I keep it to my core as a, you know, I've been doing stand up for since I was 14. I'm going to be running into damn comedians. What the fuck? Yo? <laughs> <laughs> They're among us. <laughs> it's like vampires out comedians. here. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. It right. just see that that's what I mean by also with podcasts because it's like I know you felt this because uh because you probably been guests on other podcasts. It's like going from being a host and you host so much to now being a guest. So now you kind of got to come in a different way or be a different way on the well, podcast. Well, before before my high ass mind forgets this thought, it's just that sometimes yeah. being coming from that, I feel obligated to make the interview funny or yeah. somehow make it entertaining like that. So the beauty is finding the balance in between the in entertainment and the infotainment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'll be back like my blunt. I apologize. Oh, no. What you smoking on? <laughs> I I have no idea what it is. It's just <laughs> good. It's, my man yeah. do not tell me no, strength, no strange, no strange. See, see, so you need I to mean, get out here to California because I'm a. We'll blow your mind, bro. I just came from the dispensary, so like we got them see, on that's every what corner. I'm saying y'all shit is legal. My <laughs> shit over here is not legal yet. I have to talk to the fam, the the street pharmacist, pharmacist. Yeah, my street dispensary. In order for me to get them, get it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that takes me back to those days, man. Like I, you know, I did college in Virginia, so <laughs> I can still relate. Oh yeah, see. <laughs> Must be some good ass some Carolina cactus if it got you coughing like that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. That's right. We it's the smokers. Yeah. Oh, and the funny thing is, Bobby, I wanted to tell you, um, I, I usually never smoke when I do interviews or get interviewed, but mm -hmm. I'm like, shit, it's the smokers loud. So it's like, we gonna smoke this other. I mean, so, shit, had, dude, I had chick that them taking shots. She in the premium smoke room, and had ladies got them big up there playing. We're not playing with dildos in the coochie because with Spotify, you kind of, for what I see, you can tread but you can't jump. That's what I learned. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They could flash. They, they might could play with the dildo as in like with their mouth. They cannot put it in the coochie. It's kind of like the, like like my man on Dolomite said, you know, you with the word cocksucker. You say <laughs> cock. You can say sucker, but you can't say cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, get it. You no, know? it's really a thing with the FCC. You could say God. You could say damn it, but you can't say God damn it. Damn it, yeah. Oh my goodness. Interesting. She's the little tidbit shit that people don't realize is kind of stupid, but it is what it is because 
we didn't make the rules for it. Nah. But, but 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 back to what we were talking about though is because to me I think more people want to know about the adult film industry. I'm starting to see that. Because even to the point like even like, like one of my favorite ones, horrible decisions, my one of my mentors, two of my mentor, my mentors from afar, Weezy and Mandy B, sexy motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> you know, they didn't have porn stars on there, you know, period, or what have you. And it's people, I think the problem is, is that what happened in the past was that they looked at porn stars as dirty, nasty, taboo. But never really thought that these were actual individuals that they absolutely have they admired. And you know? and I feel like part of our job as you know interviewers in this lane is to humanize these people. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's because you know I could get up here and ask a bunch of like spicy casting couch questions like, "Oh, do you like getting cummed on your face? Oh, do you do, you do this? <laughs> do you do that? Do you like it dirty? Do you like it rough?" And I'm yeah. like, "Bro, that's so boring." Like, I will. My goal is always to have the same conversation that we would have, you know, on my chilling on my balcony, smoking, having a drink or having a you know cold glass of something and just chill and just vibe, you know, and let it go from there. Still with my set lit que- le- list of questions that I'm actually curious about. Yeah, because it's for one, especially with our listenership, some of them are people that are novice, they're looking to get into it, or they just want to know about it. Because, of course, the attitude of what a porn star is and who a porn star is is kind of different. It's it's still not normalized to be in it. It's normal. It's more normalized to watch now. Yeah, well, because you could, to watch, I mean, one click on your phone, it's like, boom, you're there. And little do people know it's been like that for, like, probably the past 15 years. But um, yeah, I I think you know there's all these different lanes to it. I mean, you got your porn stars, and then you got your adult content creators, your fetish workers, you got your cam girls, you know. So, I, I think you you have all these titles, you know. And I think it's cool to see in the year to come, like where Thickness Protection Program is gonna go, and like the clientele of interviewees yeah, that I'm gonna get. Cause, cause, bro, is cause trust me, it's like. I ain't going for I enjoy doing the interviews. It's just it's kind of like addictive because you get to talk to them and and like pick their mind. It's like I tell females because see with me, especially being a talent, some of the females that I actually get to interview, I wanted to work with but never got the chance. Yeah, and so how m- and Bobby, how many? Sorry to interrupt. How many years were you in the business? I was in the business twenty years. Fifteen is talent. Fifteen is talent. You know. Um, but when I came in the game, things was different because it wasn't. If you came in as a male talent, you either came in as a producer that was an intermediate that helped girls get to the next step, or you went to the next step and you was a straight male talent in Hollywood. Really? Okay. So, what year did you get out? 2019. Okay. I retired right 2019. before the pandy. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, well, actually, more so officially, right in the midst of the pandemic. I got to say, actually, this this month would make it, this is when I had to retire <laughs> this month. When I think about it, so it's actually my retirement, what, going on almost now two years retired. You know, um, and the only reason why I started the podcast was just to have something to do. 
Right on. I mean, like I say on practically every episode, you know, the pandemic, you know, gave birth to so many hustles to, you know, creativity is, you know, the gas that powers a hustle, you know, so I think that, you know, with more time, there just came from more places for the mind to roam. And then, you know, you can turn that Roman into revenue. Yeah, because see, the thing of it is, is like for me doing like the research with podcasting, because it is because see the other thing is with with doing this, I I seen that it's not just watching what the big dogs do, but also learning the different technologies and share that nature. Because it's like like I was talking to somebody today. It feels good when people come to you and ask you questions, yeah, about shit, and you be like, I only been doing this a year and a half. <laughs> But, yeah, when they look at you as, as a source of knowledge, but you're still yeah. a, a newbie yourself. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a lot of that. When I first, they, I came in to tell in when there was no monetization. Then they started monetizing. It, the only way you can do monetize was really like with Patreon. But right. I couldn't, I, I didn't like Patreon. I just. <laughs> well, I'm going to get on there eventually, but I want to really mm-hmm. just get my foundation down on Spotify and YouTube. And just like really just be a good podcaster before I launch into the extracurriculars. You know, I do have plans to, you know, do a lot I mean, more there's so many stuff, but there's so it's many so lanes. Many. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I'm like, I just want to stay in mind to get there the quickest, you know, or get there, yeah. you know, the steadiest and without swerve, swerve, bump into something yeah. free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when people are really like, for what we do, we don't get paid from it. Yeah. No. We, yeah. It, it's, like if someone asked me, they were like, "I make more money with the porn than I do with the podcasting." I do make money with the podcast, not to brag to my listeners, but <laughs> it's not worth bragging. I'm just gonna let you know. <laughs> is is it? But the point being is, when I walked into this, I knew it was a long game. Anything I walk into is a long game because right. I already figured, especially this, because I was like. Okay, first when you came in, you was looking. You had to have uh, advertisers or what have you. Then when Anchor came about with Spotify, they allow you to do subscription base. Um, like I said, with Patreon, I tell anybody if you're gonna do Patreon. Okay, this is how I look at it. And unless you record a fucking a lot, there's no need for a Patreon. If you're a week a weekly podcast, no. Best thing you do is donations or, or what have you, you know. Period. Because when it comes to like a Patreon, the reason why I like Spotify better because I can let's say if I did two extra episodes a month, that'd probably be cool. Even though I do way more than that, trust me, <laughs> I record a lot. Um, with Patreon, you got tiers. So now I got to record something that's going to be for tier one, record something for tier two. And it, nah, and if anyone knows, and I know you know, it's, it's the behind the scenes of podcasts is just as tough as porn people. I'm just letting you know from <laughs> editing to all, oh man, good night. I be getting, I be falling behind. I have to sit down and take a day. Yeah, that, so, that editing is, is no joke. I mean, you, you just got to find your rhythm as far as like, okay, how much time you're allotted just given whatever else you got to do that day. 
and then like just find whatever works for me. It's like another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Late at night is like the best time for me because it's like no interruptions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, at, at my job, depending on where they got me working that day is like another good time because if I know I'm on a shift where there's going to be a lot of downtime, I'm like, okay, that's where I can bring this to work on. You know, so you just got to find your rhythm. Oh, yeah, because because um, because I know the, the last I hate we missed the week because, you know, it was funny. I saw the video. We were, we were going to, we were talking about in the group about podcast fatigue. And I also oh, yeah. talked to ladies and talk about when they take a break or what have you. And people don't realize when you running it yourself, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of, you know. Man, sacrifice like a son, bitch. It, it, yeah, you're right. And it, especially for me, because now that I run two brands, I feel like I'm responsible for like double the content. And, you know, I, but I feel like also when a responsibility falls in your lap, you, it, God doesn't hand you anything you can't handle. True that. You know, okay, I but, feel like you like me is your, your shit happened organically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. planned. Exactly. Was planned, That's the beauty of it, man. It happens organically. Yeah, most definitely. So now we're gonna get to the music side of things. Yes, sir. And um everyone was talking about the baby. He's from North Carolina mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know, everything that academics said about the old school hip hoppers and everything or what have you. And to me, just to start the conversation, it's like this because I came up in, well, at one point I was a rapper, actually in that group era of, what is it? I could say Wu-Tang, the alcoholics Mm -hmm. I can go down the fucking list where have you and also seeing what came into the day and why do you think it's this I'm going to ask you this why do you think that these young the the, the young ones that's coming up make the same mistakes as the old ones but then because of what Act was saying was he said that the old ones never pulled or told people uh, or this, this, this about watch out for this. But I do remember how many of these old ones even back in my day was talking about how shitty their contract was. I actually remember a book that came out and said what you need to know about the music business by a black man named Kashif. <laughs> so, oh, rest in peace, yeah. Yeah, so it's oh damn, he passed. Uh, yeah, I hope we're talking about the same person. Nobody quote me on my please. Do, yeah, but um, but why do you think it is that disconnect? Why do you think they still get into shitty deals? Uh, I think, you know, all humans make mistakes, but a smart human learns from the mistakes of others. 
and I don't think there's enough studying others. I don't think, you know, we're, I, I think gone are the days of when, you know, like you brought up Wu-Tang. Now, yeah. if the seeds of Wu-Tang were still on and popping today, I think that would be a different conversation. You know, could you imagine if, you know, the baby grew up under somebody, you know, yeah. at a Wu-Tang level or, he, you know, came from Dungeon Family or came yeah. from like G-Unit or something like that, or he came from Dipset and he would be able to study under them. That's why somebody like Currency is so successful because mm-hmm. like, you know, he's been with No Limit. He's been with Young Money. He's been with Warner Brothers and he's had all these different experiences with mm-hmm. these different labels and these different camps. And he's able to be successful independently. Today, when somebody's just straight up starting out independently, they may not have an OG to look to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I think about it, um, even within like the hip hop communities in your town, what have you, you know, um, you know, because I know like y'all hip hop underground hip hop community out there is vast and the motherfucking strong. Oh yeah, for sure, I love it. Because I'm sorry, there was cats in LA that had platinum albums that I never fucking heard of <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, you probably you know, talking about like. Project Blowed and people out of Lamar yeah, Park and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah like freestyle fellowship. Yeah. yeah, but see, the, the thing about it is, it's kind of like, to me, it was like this. When it comes to how these record labels been run, they people keep talking about, well, you know, how Puff Daddy did, how Jay-Z did, all these, even with, with going with QC. <clears throat> they keep forgetting the machine been here since and before Elvis. So, unless someone comes in and change the game, and the only way you can change the game to me for it to make sense is if you pay the motherfucker for his work. Not give him an advance, no, you pay him. <laughs> Up front, <laughs> like you would in porn. Then, it, you get where I'm coming from. Because... It's kind of like the argument is about the masses and all that good shit, right? Because at the end of the day, it's like people got to realize the, the, Puff Daddy learned how to run a record label from a black man who learned how to run a record label running a white man's record label. When you have these people that learned that, they're going to carry that because that's what they know. Because they saw that how it made money, that how the game supposed to be. You know, period. So it's kind of like when they're expecting labels to change, the only thing the labels might have changed was they might have adjusted their shit to what's going on with streaming, with these 360 deals and all that, because, you know, CDs don't sell anymore hardly. <laughs> well, you got to understand, man, with anything, with nuances, with, with change, yeah. uh, you keep saying change the game. Well, you got to keep adapting and keep evolving. Yeah. Excuse me. If you don't keep evolving, you can't, you will not be successful in this long term. You have to, I'm one of those people who believes change is always good, no matter if you don't like the change, because you still have to acquire the skills to keep thriving. Yeah. Because the in any game that you win, the climate changes when the bank of an eye. 
Yeah. But, you know, but just with the, you know, I see the advantages and disadvantages of being signed and the, or versus the 100% independent route. Um, and I think I'd recommend artists to, you know, they're going to want labels are going to want to see you doing a buzz, having a buzz on your own independently mm-hmm. before they even offer you something. So initially you're going to, obviously you're going to start independently unless, you know, there are, of course, industry plants, people who, mm-hmm. you know, from some connection are, you know, spawned by the label, but even, you know, they all have a backstory. So I think, you know, yeah. you, I would encourage an artist today to just study the career of somebody they really admire, not just the sound, but the career. Okay. What label steps did he or she make or what career moves but see, but see, did they make to see, get to I, where they see, are? This is what artists must understand. And I don't think they take it into account. And that even for back in my day, you have to give up something to get what they're giving you. Is is you're not gonna get it to where very few cats was able to finesse them. Like I heard about Rush because they would say that Rush finessed finesse, I guess, whatever deal he had. Yeah, Russ. Um, yeah, I'm like Okay, I got you. But like I said, not everybody can pull that off. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the schematics of it. I just heard that he finessed the deal with people. I wasn't in class that day. But the point being is you have to realize you got to give up something. They just even when the podcast when they talk about joining networks or or if you sign this or what have you, even in point, if they decide to be with an agency or sign an exclusive deal with a company, you you have to judge what I'm willing to give up versus what I'm getting out of it. And a lot of these cats don't even, because it's like this to me, if you sign a deal this day and age, you know what you're going to get. You know it's in advance. It's just like getting a fucking loan Hmm. for the most part. You already know how they're going to move. You already know how they're going to probably push you. You know, period. So it's on you to do what you need to do to put out the music is going to merit the money that you about to get that they about to put on your ass. You know, period. So, yeah. even to like, I'm from North Carolina. I used to be, I, I was, I'm a fan of the babies. But this last album. <laughs> well, I could have told you that just because, you know, of him being an unlikable character, you know, always getting into fights in this legal trouble in this it's, baby mama it's, drama. It's not even that and because then, you had Tupac that did the same shit. I know, Tupac but Tupac had, you know, hot. a message and Tupac was a martyr and a leader. The baby just seems and, like he's, you know, I was, you got to kind of respect and, his no, gangster, no, but he just seems like he's like, no, no, I'm going to tell you what it is. Think about this. Tupac, I'm gonna give you the perfect example. Yeah. Soldier Story, when he had uh not with not that one, the song he had with Method Man and Red Man. He ripped that shit. He ripped it on their type flow. You feel what I'm coming from? The baby gives you the same shit different day. And to me, as an artist, you have to evolve. Your second album can't sound like your first. No. Your third can't. That's why people don't understand when it comes to Jay-Z. Jay-Z, even, even with The Streets is Watching, which is probably the most garbage album that he had. And it wasn't, but so it wasn't that garbage, but I'm just saying. But the level where he, if you look at all his, his collection, Streets 
Zouage is probably the only one that wasn't up to par. But still, he gave you something different every freaking album. Same thing with, even with Kendrick. I can go down the list with some of these motherfuckers. But the baby just like he got to that bibbity bobbity boo and he got stuck. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I mean, you know, baby had a few hot singles when he came out, but like I long lost interest. I just, nah, I just. So I mean, who? I mean, I don't really keep up. I don't keep up with the hip hop, but so much. Um, if I do, it's more so through like podcasts that I listen to, you know, period. Um, but like that, and two, because I used to right no, I still do rap. I, I have current shit, but it's just, it's just the old man, old man to me. Just like, y'all gotta work on the lyrics, goddamn it. Come on. Yeah, God well, it's, it. I mean, you, Part of it is is that you've been in this game and you remember a, a time where you had to be good. You had to have talent. And yeah. today is not that day. And, you know, I'm going to even have my – I have my you kids get off my lawn moments. But I also, you know, I'll still listen to people who I was inspired by in high school. I'll listen to, you know, what they dropped newly today. Yeah. You know, so – I. I, I think, you know, there, there are people definitely to keep your eye out, but it is beyond an oversaturated market, you know, this yeah. rap game. Yeah, because it's like, that's one thing I can say in my generation, people strive to be unique with this one. It's kind of like they're falling into the same realm of what type of rap and cadence. And that's why people are saying cadence. You don't ever hear people say cadence. No, yes, cadence. <laughs> right right and i i feel like you know a lot of these new cats that we're so unimpressed with um they're not in it to stand out they're in it to compete but they you know yeah. they compete by doing the same thing so you know you could be the rippity dippity flow person for this label or like you know the the pop crossover white boy for this label so you know i i said this years ago i was still in college i said today rappers are just the new action figures for kids to play with yeah, because to be honest with you, it's like I hear what everyone says, you know, it's about the algorithms, about the TikToks, what have you. Yeah. No, the truth be told, it's about the persona. It's the persona. It's like this. Um, I got to give the purpose. All right, Scarface. Mm -hmm. Scarface was a thug ass nigga. No, no, no. Bushwick Bill. Right. <laughs> the Bushwick Bill. Been shot in the eye and everything. Yeah. Actually, the album cover was when he went to the hospital. That actually was the actual shot in the eye that he was going to get the bullet taken out, and they took a picture for the album cover. Yeah, well, by today's standards, that would have been viral. Oh, my God. Yes, Lord. Man, can you imagine? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, because people don't even realize, even to the point that the only way we kept up with hip-hop was through magazines. You know, for the most part, you, you had the TV shows, what have you, but not compared to where we can see what the fuck these motherfuckers eating, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and everything, man. Or and, where they're um, eating in the case of yeah. the case of PNB Rock. That's a piece. God bless his soul, man. Yeah. That, I knew I, when they said what happened. I, OK, first of all, I'm just, I, I got to get this out. Y'all should have never blamed that girl. No. Because no. I'm sorry. Only real hood niggas knew what actually happened. Because <laughs> this made sense. Everything made sense when they said it. They was were like, plotting on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because all it took him rolling in there, one person, that dude, saw him, made a phone call. Dude came, checked it out, went and got the shooter. There you go. Yeah. You know, and it didn't matter about, oh, that's PMB Rock. They just saw a nigga walking in there yeah. in that Roscoe's in the hoodie hood, like all iced up. You, you know, so like even anybody in LA will probably tell you that Roscoe's is just you don't go mm. there. Look, I I was trying to explain to somebody the other day. I was like, this is the equivalent uh, on dumb niggas know. The equivalent of that person going over to Roscoe's is the equivalent of a dude going to the corner store in a motherfucking Bentley iced out with about a million dollars on his body in Matt Dugatari's. If you think he gonna roll out of them projects with any of that shit... <laughs> no, it's... I mean, it, I understand you want to wear your shit. I get that, alright? But even for my generation, maybe it's my generation or, or, or what have you, you got to know where you're going. And right. You got to know where you at. When you go, you gotta, when you dress as a king, you should not be uh, parading your jewels and your silk and your crown in peasant territory. Unless you got some shooters. Yeah, exactly. See, Kodak had, didn't have to worry about Roscoe's. He probably had five to six shooters in the goddamn building <laughs> eating chickens and waffles right beside him exactly. with two clocks in the, in the hills. No, you got to have security. And I've been saying this. You make it if you got enough money around your neck, motherfucker. You got enough money to get one guy to secure you. Yeah, and as as vague as it sounds, this just goes back to the topic of you gotta watch how you move out here. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's kind of like because people keep saying it's yes, motherfuckers might get robbed off of Instagram because yeah, motherfucker might get jumped because of Instagram. Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but some of the shit is that. You don't take it to account. It's not even about being a celebrity. It's you don't take it to account where you roll into, where you because it's hood rules. See, people must understand this. There's hood rules in every motherfucking city. There's certain places that you don't go at all. Some places you go with your head on the swivel. But some places, man, motherfucker, you can walk around butt ass naked. And it's all grave. Ain't nobody gonna say shit. Well, here's what I think about the PNB tragedy is that years ago he was fucking with O3 Greedo, who's from Watts. Free him, by the way. Um, they did that song together, beat that thing down. O3 Greedo was telling uh Adam in their No Jumper interview that like PNB would like come down to the hood, like say, Oh, take me to the hood, let me see Watts. So it's like not unfathomable to think that like, oh, he'd want to go to South Central. He'd want to yeah. escape Hollywood and not be seen in the, you know, the tourist area one where he's just trying to be low-key oh, yeah. and eat with his girl. But it it's that was at a different time. And, you know, fast forward, it's like, it's hard out here with this inflation. In the last two years, we're not getting the stimulus checks or the EDD. And, you know, this is a testament to say, like, people Man, will bro, literally send theirs to take yours. Dudes can <laughs> be up. You rolled up in rock chicken Roscoe's with enough around your neck for a motherfucker to eat for six months. Yeah. It 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 I'm just saying it's like because I'm old school, I'm 47. I know it's certain places that I would never wear that kind of a chain. It's just certain, it's just certain places. 
you know, it's nothing against the hood or what have you. It's I'm not going to be a target because it, he could even if he rolled up in a car. It's the whole point of, like I said, one, it, it, I'm not even going to use L.A. because everyone talk about L.A. It could be New York. It could be Durham, North Carolina, where I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's like, trust me, they, 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 they're no tourists and they're watching tourists. <laughs> Black youngster was here. Guess what? He had the Durham police <laughs> right there in the parking lot of motherfucking downtown Durham of the McDonald's. He was not going to get fucked with. Yeah, and that's, that's what, what, that's what saying, was looking for. It. That's why the check-in is so important. Like, you got to let, like, the hood know when you get arrived in the city, hey, I'm here, I'm doing my show here tonight. And they might have, you know, a fee for that. But you got to, you know, do that just to just in case. Because if you touch down in the city and people know that you have money, like, you know, you now, walk through the jungle in a pork chop suit. As now, my father some would people say. say now some people say that's extortion. I say that's a way of business. It's the streets, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally the streets. I'm sorry. It's just certain. It's certain cities, dog. It's, I'm sorry. They did movies about it. Like, what the fuck? It, I'm sorry. It it, it just it, it's certain. That's why I keep saying everybody. It's these kids don't understand it. Maybe because it's the because we in the era of the cell phone, social media, what have you. There's hood rules, people. It's just certain places you just don't pop up looking any kind of way. No. You know, period. If you know you have beef, you know why you out and about. You know what I'm saying? It's it's which he probably didn't it, he didn't even have beef. It's just like I said, when he rolled in, because I already know what happened. Just for what they said, I can picture it. Dude probably sitting down eating the chicken and waffle his damn self. And he just happened to look over there. He saw PMB and he made a fucking phone call. Quick. Yeah, or a text. On yeah. sale or a text. I got one. I could see that I scenario easily. Yeah. So I'm just like, that's the reason why I tell people, even regardless if, for where I came from, my generation, you. I can sit here and look dusty but got a million dollars in my pocket. I don't want you to think that I got money like that. You know, period. Because at the end of the day, one, I might become a target. Two, that means if you come at me, I have to hurt you. And if I hurt you, is you're gonna go, you're gonna go past the hospital, trust me. I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> what happened? He slipped down the steps. <laughs> Could never. Yeah, just, but yeah. So I mean, but yeah, they say it's crazy out there where you at, buddy. It it is, man. It is. I mean, this is home, but like you know, home needs to. I'm ready for the next chapter, you know, elsewhere. But you know, it's it's this weather, it's this good weed, it's these ladies, it's these palm trees, and this is still my home. So like, people are, well, why don't you move somewhere else, Palm? Why don't you move to, <laughs> to why don't you move to Vegas? Why don't you move to Atlanta? Why don't you move to North Carolina? Because I am from LA. Hey, home is home. Shit, I've been yeah. here. I've been here my whole life, so I ain't worried. So, what's some of your favorite guests that you done interviewed? Okay, um, of all time or just on Thickness Protection Program? Uh, all time. Okay. Um, well, when I had Kimmy Kaboom on here, she was awesome. Just the 
the energy and I know that's a cliche, but like just how funny she is, man. Just like, you know, when you talk about just a Southern shit talking white lady, who's just like, you know, knowledgeable about the business and just like kind of knowledgeable about life, but like still like could, she could all, there's kind of clips out of her, like kind of doing stand up. So it's like you could definitely see like, you know, her in that role. She definitely thrive in that role from one to another. Um, and you know, shout out to all my MILF lovers and shit. Then, um, of all time, um, when I was at interning for Hip Hop DX and uh, Atmosphere re released uh, their first album, Overcast on vinyl, and I got to talk to Slug from Atmosphere on the phone, that was a dream come true. Uh, yeah, so. You know, and I'm, you know, I like, you know, the, the rap nerd, <laughs> the rap nerd in me loved when I got to speak to Brandon Deshay. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he was a from he's from Chicago. He was once a member of Odd Future, um, Tyler, the creator's first crew. Uh, he's oh. produced for like and he's okay. produced for, you know, Mac Miller, SZA, uh, Dom Kennedy currency. So the rap nerd in me was took a lot of pleasure in that one. Um, but for real, that one with Chanel Barbie and Monique Leslie had to be one of my favorites because that was, you know, the, the domino effect of all Monique, Monique is so much fun, yo. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, shout out to her. Um, trying to think of other favorites when I interviewed my man Slim Gorilla, who's a um rapper, a, like a SoundCloud rapper out of Houston, Texas, throwback 90s style. Uh, so that was, you know, the first like good YouTube interview I did, like where it kind of looked how I wanted it's a look edit wise and aesthetics wise uh you know there's just the my whole thing is you know with every entry or every personal exchange with an artist or with a talent it's um to add them into the community and it's to build mm. more uh knowledge about who is who in the community yeah yeah that's the whole point yeah. you know like i said i'd like to reach out to people that do what i do like connecting crossing swords yes, talking about shit so, uh, yeah, hey bobby i gotta interrupt for a sec i gotta grab a laptop yeah. charger real quick uh give me okay, can, no I a, can i get can i get a quick no minute yeah Thank you, I, cause, cause, yeah 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 i'm about to uh end it anyway <laughs> okay uh okay well they turn on power saber i just want to be sure I, I really would hate to lose all this shit so all right, let me. Uh, no, 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 go out on your business. Go out on your business. All right, let me as, he, as he go, people. Um, like I said, y'all know what it is. Check. I got you covered. Somebody call the FBI. What is going on? Somebody, like, they'll shoot out. My fans would never speak to me so disrespectfully. They'd be like, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Here's the difference between your fans and this. Yeah, my chance would be like, you yeah, you see, you're a goddess one. one. Of yeah. course, one man could never be enough for our goddess. You need all of us. The premium smoke podcast, where all the porn stars come to. I do. Shopping. I unfortunately do know every bitch that that dick has ever touched. Well, at least in the last three years. Um, <clears throat> but scene is so hot. It's an hour long. So and, and it was such an intense scene that I actually like dropped into sub like I, I dropped off into subspace during the scene. It's causing that good habit and give you that great smoke. Okay, literally, I knew it was that like I don't know, clear back when he was fine. I felt like this. 
And I said, what the fuck? And yeah, I guess he wanted to get deeper. So he... He put like his stomach on my back. Sugar and spice and everything. So you get belly fucked. Yeah, we live in a world where we love separating shit. Look at porn for instance. You got BBW porn, BDSM porn, racial porn. Hold on. But I'm gonna tell you what's interesting. Think about this. What's the name for white on white porn? I'm waiting. Come to the dark side. Let me keep that deep. Well, it, it no rush, fam, and I can email you these these files like right after yeah we we back for commercial break people we back for commercial break <laughs> so the last topic is how long you been podcasting well i've been kind of doing this for a few years but never taking it seriously until this year mm-hmm. now, so, so yeah i probably so let's what, say since 2017 but, in the in the dabble 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 phase and then yeah thickness protection mm-hmm. program was kind of like the the I don't know the word, like the pinball, like push, if you will, this year. But I had a couple good episodes of Palmcast this year, which I'm going to do some more. So you could say between 2017 and now, but uh, really take it. Sad man got two different podcasts there. Guys. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. He starting like he's about to have a network. So <laughs> that's the goal. So that, that was always the goal was to have a network. Yeah. You know, because I I looked up to you know like the complex the vice. Uh, you know, yeah. Adult Swim, um, you know, like South by Southwest of all these brands who would, you know, dabble in everything multimedia. So like, you know, I would to have like a podcast network with also like with scripted shows and then do live music and entertainment events is really my goal with Palm and Thickness Protection Program. So that's yeah, it's supposed to be a network. I just I'm only one man, man. This is a mountains. I was telling my home my homeboy who lives in Charlotte the other day, like I'm only one man. This was a mountains dream, and I think I'm at a slope level right now. Yeah. See, people, right now what you're seeing is two kings of the industry talking. See, people, you see two future kings of this industry talking. People, I'm telling you, yes, sir. I'll tell you. So with that being said, my brother, tell everybody where they can find the Thickness Protection. Hi, man. Thickness Protection Program. You can find it at youtube.com slash palm official. Just search Thickness Protection Program with two C's. You'll be able to find it. Same thing on Spotify. Thickness Protection Program. I'm Thickness Pro on Twitter. Um, I'm not a huge Twitter user, but if you follow me, I'll follow you right back at Thickness Pro on Twitter. And uh, Thickness Protection Program with underscores all throughout on instagram and an underscore after or some other fool with the name thickness protection program i don't know how i feel about that but whatever fuck it <laughs> yours is better thank you thank yours you you heard, you heard it from my uncle bobby y'all <laughs> so 
and he will be back, people. I'm gonna bring him back. Oh yeah, like I always do everybody, man. Cause you gotta, and you gotta, like you. We gotta get an episode of you on mine, so you know the door is always open for that for sure. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Hey, I'm always down to come on your show. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's called networking. That's what we do. So, with yes, that sir. being said, people, you know how we end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience you learning thing? Smoke this over. Smoke this Say over. It. All right, 420, baby. Legalize it. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Much love, baby. Peace, love, palm. Girl, this volume. I'm not sure I wanna let go. Don't leave me on. You took over my mind, girl. I know that I ain't alone. Hey, I know you in need of some good love. Hit me on the line, I'ma pull up. Give it to you till I got your world shook up. Oh, girl, I need you right now. Girl, I need you right now. Oh, girl, I need you right now. Girl, I need you right now. Oh, girl, I need you right now. Girl, I need you right now. Oh, girl, I need you right now. Girl, I need you right now. Oh.